here's a message from Ken Lavica. Ooh, that was harsh. Tiger, 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 tiger. Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVeca Live on ESPN 106.3. You thought you were going to get a Tiger Woods reprieve? Uh-uh. It's all Tiger all the time. Deal with it. Ken LaVeca Live here on ESPN 106.3 Wednesday. And that means Jeanette Javier Wednesday. On Ken Levick Alive. Jeanette is done with spring training. Very sad. But she's here to be happy for the next two hours in her typical spot. Hi. Hola. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. He's running this whole catastrophe until 2 o'clock. And John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the hot and humid and increasingly uncomfortable Intracoastal. Well, 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 Tiger Woods is indeed going to play in the Masters. We discussed it at length yesterday, and Jeanette, you missed it because we, for a full hour, took calls speculating on whether or not Tiger Woods was on steroids, and that's not a joke. What? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's how'd a that long happen? story. No, how'd that uh, happen? We, our first call of the day speculated that he was on steroids, and then that turned into an entire forum on whether or not Tiger Woods was on performance-enhancing drugs. Oh, I missed the show. So that's how that went yesterday. Okay. Uh, but I'm not going to let that deter me. I'm not going to let that halt me from still celebrating over the fact that Tiger Woods is going to play in the Masters. Now, Jeanette, you worked on the PGA Tour mm-hmm. for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. You have been up close and personal with the circus that is Tiger Woods playing at a tournament and the the crowd that follows and the insanity that is his entire orbit during an event, right? Yes. Everything that how you just described it still is very underwhelming to what following Tiger Woods on any golf course is like. I'm hardly doing it justice. No, you are not. People are running. Grown men are running from people from hole to hole waiting for him. People are waiting when the golf course opens, 6 o'clock in the morning, Mm -hmm. people post up at the 18th hole right there, right then and there. Just to wait the whole day to watch Tiger Woods. It is insanity. And if you are listening right now and the handful of times the Tigers played at the Honda Classic, you were at PGA National, you know that it's just a crush of humanity. It is, uh, you know, 11, 12 deep galleries just watching him, his every move, cheering him on, especially if he's in contention. Because God help you, if on Saturday, as he makes the turn onto the back nine, He's in contention, and you're a little liquored up, and you're excited to see Tiger. It gets rowdy. It gets insane. And then if he is in contention going into Sunday as he walks off, I mean, that's the apex right there. I've seen people climb trees mm-hmm. to see Tiger Woods, where you had the grounds, the people pour them working the, the, the course, tell them you have to get down, obviously, for liability reasons. I have seen people do very weird things to see Tiger Woods. <laughs> So we were discussing yesterday about Tiger and what the expectations are for him. So we know, and he said it yesterday, his expectation is to win the Masters. He thinks he can win the Masters. He wouldn't play if he didn't think he can win the Masters. 
Now, as far as what the realistic thought is surrounding Tiger Woods, and there's a number of storylines here, a number of angles to take on this. Evan Cohen, you just heard him, his 11.55, his first to two today here on ESPN 106.3. I thought he put it pretty well about this storyline, how much pressure is on Tiger Woods. Here's what Evan had to say. Tiger Woods had so much pressure, self-induced in some cases, so much pressure on him to win a major tournament from 2008 to 2019. And he finally won the Masters in 2019. The pressure that he was feeling after everything that, again, his doing, he went through in his life and all of the off-the-course stuff that everyone was talking about at that time and the actual um, struggles he had on the course, there was an enormous, an enormous amount of pressure on him to win. And people are talking about this tournament at the Masters starting tomorrow as one that you could look at and say, wow, could this be one of the great comeback stories ever because of the horrible car accident he was in? And I would say that it is definitely a comeback story if somehow, some way, Tiger were to win this Masters or any other major tournament between now and the end of his career. But what I don't think is that it is similar in terms of pressure and overall comeback to the one he won in 2019. And it's a real simple reason. He doesn't have to win anymore. I know that he wants to surpass Jack. I get it. Another Palm Beach County resident. And I know that at one point we all thought he could. And I'm not going to write off Tiger Woods in any way, shape, or form. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying is I think Tiger Woods and we as fans, we all hope he wins. But if he doesn't win a single tournament the rest of his career, it's okay. That's pretty fair, right? 100%. We want him to win. And God help all of you people. If he wins this thing, because on Monday, this thing's going to be insane. <laughs> like where I'm supposed to be on vacation Monday. Uh-uh. Oh, wow. If Tiger wins the Masters, you know who's coming in? This guy, because I'm not passing that up, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be insufferable. But there are so many different storylines to take with Tiger, like how much pressure is there for him to win What are your expectations for Tiger Woods? Would this be the greatest comeback of all time if Tiger Woods could come back from the car accident and win the Masters? Will his body hold up? Will his body hold up? Will he make it to the weekend? Will he cement himself as the greatest of all time, if not already, if he wins the Masters? There's a lot here. There's a lot here. But it's not just us who are inundating you with Tiger Talk, because we're obsessed, because we love him, because he inspires. I also wonder how his fellow tour pros feel about it. And Jim Nance, who obviously, hello friends, will be on the call for CBS. Jim Nance was on the Rich Eisen Show yesterday, and here's what Jim Nance had to say about the inundation of questions that his fellow players get about Tiger. So uh, I'm I'm excited. I, I I I know he's going to take all the attention off everybody else in the field. Now he doesn't have. He's got one advantage, Rich, and that is he's not playing with people having high expectations. So, you know, like if he makes the cut, people are going to look at this as a monumental achievement, and it is. Tiger's going to look at it like again. I'm here to win it. But meantime, I'm watching all the press conferences today that are going on in the clubhouse. And, uh, folks, we have uh, Justin Thomas with us. Justin, thanks for joining us. 
Okay, first question. Uh, Doug Ferguson. Yeah, Justin, good to see you. What about Tiger? You know, <laughs> not, nobody gets asked anything about themselves. You know, bring in anybody. John Rahm's here. World number one. John, great to see you. Can you believe Tiger's playing this week? And, and, and like, they love this. It's, unless they win the tournament, they're not talking about them. They won't love that. Right. But I think it frees up a lot of people, weirdly. I think it gives them a chance to go out and be under the radar. So all of the pros who are taking their press conference time, their time with the media, it has all been Tiger. Jim Nance is right. Fake Rich Eisen laughing all. Uh, Jim Nance is right. Uh, it is absolutely all Tiger all the time. Now, if you're John Rahm, and I know that me, me, if I was John Rahm, and I'm the favorite to win this tournament, and I'm all I'm getting is questions about Tiger, I don't think it would free me up for anything. I think it would actually piss me off because I want attention. I'm arrogant. I would be so annoyed <laughs> by the situation. Let's talk about me. Okay? Like, you are in the spotlight. You're number one in the world right now. Yeah. The favorite to win the Masters. And all everybody wants to do is talk about this guy mm-hmm. who decided to join <laughs> just 48 hours ago. <laughs> it's not fair. But Tiger's the reason these guys played well, golf. And that's the part of it, too, is that there are a number of these guys playing now that grew up idolizing Tiger. He's the reason they decided to get into this realm. And it's not like it hasn't been all Tiger questions now for 25 years to every other pro. Uh, on tour who's competing against him so they're used to it but I just know me I want to talk about me for sure me and my talents and my expertise like let's do that but these guys this is their life and especially this week at the Masters it's all Tiger it's all Tiger all the time but this also brings me to the Los Angeles Lakers Mm. you may know them as the team that LeBron James plays for You may know them as the team that Russell Westbrook plays for. You may know them as the team that Anthony Davis, that great Anthony Davis plays for. And guess what they're doing in just about five days? Nothing. (laughs) Going to vacation. Getting on a plane. Resting. Cabo. Going to Cabo. That's right. (laughs) Because they, the mighty Lakers, the 17-time champions, The same team that just two months ago ESPN labeled as dangerous loomers alongside the Miami Heat in terms of their title hopes, they are not going to be in the playoffs after losing their seventh straight last night, embarrassed by the Phoenix Suns, who have the best record in the NBA. But you'd never know that Mm -mm. the Lakers are missing the playoffs because of the attention that they get on Key and Max Kellerman and Jay Will. The attention they get on first take. The attention that they get on get up. Tim Legler yesterday on get up told Greenberg, if you make me talk about the Lakers again, our friendship is over. I mean, it is wearing on people. You can only say so much about the Lakers being sucky. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. But the amount of time they get. By the way, the amount of time the Brooklyn Nets get for being 10th place in the Eastern Conference. The amount of attention the Philadelphia 76ers get for having a suddenly disappearing point guard in James Harden and a complaining, I'm not going to get MVP votes, Joel Embiid. You'd think they were title favorites, top in the East. You know who's actually tops in the East? The team that once again delivered another beating last night, the Miami Heat. But you never know. Huge beating last night. You would never, ever, ever, ever know. And 
So there's a lot of things that you hear about that really are over the top, that really don't matter. Tiger matters, but he, in golf, is all that golf is right now. The Lakers truly don't matter, and all you're hearing about is the Lakers in the NBA pantheon. So I want to open this up because I think it is wildly relevant right now. Who or what in sports are we not hearing enough about right now? Who or what in sports are we not hearing about enough right now? Because my apex, the top of the mountain with that, is the heat. Because the only time we heard about the heat is when Eric Spolster and Jimmy Butler were yelling at each other and Udonis Haslam was threatening to kick Jimmy Butler's ass. That is the only time (laughs) over the last month and a half or two months we've heard anything about the Heat. The Heat, by the way, who are literally a centimeter away from crossing the finish line as the top team in the Eastern Conference and going in number one to the postseason. But who or what in sports are we not hearing enough about right now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at KLV1063. And I'm fully cognizant that I might be just as at fault of this as anybody. If you listen to me regularly, noon every day, maybe I'm to blame for talking about things that are are too prevalent in your life. But you know what? Deal with it, one. Mm-hmm. But two, call me out on it. Who or what in sports are we not hearing enough about right now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again on Twitter, at KLV1063. The heat, that's the one that immediately comes to mind, Jeanette. I think the whole sport of baseball... Is not being talked enough so right you're, now. So you are, you are now Abnerita Doubleday. You love <laughs> baseball now. You, you, work, you work one spring training with the Houston Astros, and you're about to make a documentary on the game. Pretty much, yes, on everything about the game. But what, like, what's up with baseball these days? Well, it Unless starts you, this I, week. I know, but like, why isn't it being talked about? Spring training. Opening day. Opening day used o- to be huge. Opening day is the same day Tiger tees off. Yeah. So, God forbid. Yeah. Sorry like, about baseball's it. Baseball's not going to be spoken about, but, like, what happened to baseball? I remember people would take days off for opening day. There would be specials and all oh, this I know. stuff. Oh, I remember. I mean, I, I went to countless White Sox opening days, or I would, at school, uh, not be paying attention at all, looking at a game cast or, or, or uh, trying to, to track down at one of the random TVs that would mm-hmm. be on in school to see what the White Sox were doing on opening day. But I, you're right. I, it's disappeared. But that's on baseball. That's on baseball because going up against Tiger tomorrow, and it's think about it. It's going to be a Thursday, an opening round Tiger at the Masters, and ESPN's coverage of it is going to blow out of the water anything baseball's offering on opening. <laughs> and it's 10 a.m. It'll be 10 a.m. Yeah, 10:30 in the morning, and <laughs> Tiger is going to cause mass work stoppages tomorrow. <laughs> oh, think for about sure. that for sure. Everybody, that's what everybody's going to be watching. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. That's a good one, though. Baseball. Baseball opening day. We went through all of baseball free agency, and guess what just eclipsed it was NFL mm-hmm. free agency. And the NBA headed down the stretch. You you heard some of the big money thrown around, but has it really, unless you're really, really, really paying attention, seeped into your brain that, Oh, now it's baseball season. And I think it's because we didn't have the full spring training. We talked a lot about the labor strife, but now, oh, hey, surprise, the season starts tomorrow. Like, that's, 
I do know that the Yankees and Red Sox, they are already um, postponed for the opener. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't know. I don't know. I know Lance Lynn, the White Sox says he's out for like the next month. Other than that, I don't know. Jeanette knows more than I do. You were around the Astros. How are they looking? They're looking good. They're expected to win the American League again. That is more than I could give you. Yeah, I wouldn't have known it. Surprise. I, mean, I could have just Which said says it. a lot. I just learned a lot, a lot about baseball the past two and a half weeks. Here we go. Jeanette only. If, if any baseball questions for Jeanette, 888 Who or what in sports are we not hearing enough about right now? Now, if this was September and uh, we're discussing how we're not hearing enough about baseball, then that would be a massive problem for baseball. It's a big enough problem for baseball opening day, and we're not super excited about it if it was August. That would be a huge, huge, huge problem. Let's start off on the phones with Jim in Boynton Beach. What's up, Jim? Yes, good morning. Uh, I know it's, mas- it's Masters Week and everybody's talking about Tiger, but how about the lack of talk of Mickelson? He's not even there. Yeah. He's even talking about mm-hmm. him. Well, and, Jim, how about this? The fact that Bryson DeChambeau was asked earlier this week about Phil, and uh, Bryson said, yeah, I've reached out. And he's just gone radio silent. He's gone dark. Phil's not talking to anybody. He hasn't talked with the PGA Tour commissioner. He didn't reach out to the Masters. He hasn't reached out to any of his fellow players. I mean, Phil's in a bad place right now. He's, is he blackballed? He might be. He might very well be. Damn near. Or at least he's insulated himself to where he can't cause himself further problems. But think about it. How crazy is it, Jim, that uh, under a year ago, he was the darling of golf once again. Mm-hmm. He had completely reinvented Correct. himself. He's PGA yes. champion. Yes. And now, yes. I mean, just crumbled. Nobody's talking about him. ESPN, Golf Channel, they don't want to mention him. It's taboo. No, it, it is. It, it is. And, and appreciate the call, Jim. Do you remember when this happened right before the Honda Classic, and we did discuss it on the show, and we were talking about falls from grace. It hasn't only been a fall from grace for Phil. It's been more like an unending skydiving plummet. Mm-hmm. for Phil Mickelson, and he still hasn't reached the ground. Mm-hmm. He's just disappeared. He's, He's gone. He's like off the grid. Tumbling in the air, yeah. downward. Yeah. That's a tough club to be a part of. Yeah, Phil, you got like Will Smith, like the people who have to go radio silent <laughs> yeah, to that's stay the away thing. from did, everybody. Has, did Will Smith enter Phil Mickelson levels of, of disgrace? Nobody's heard from Will Smith. His movies are getting no. cut off. That's all right, though. Don't worry. Jada said that uh, oh she, wish, oh she wishes yeah. Will Smith wouldn't have gotten physical with Chris Rock, so I'm glad that Jada weighed in on that. Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. I think Bad Boys 4 is like on pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, not that we needed a Bad Boys 4. I like <laughs> all of the iterations of Bad Boys. Don't get me wrong. But we didn't need a Bad Boys 4, but it is ridiculous if they were going to make a Bad Boys 4 that slapping Chris Rock has put an end to that production. I have so many things to say about that. As I said uh, earlier in the week, Louis C.K. was touching himself in front of women and uh, screaming about getting canceled over it, and then he won a Grammy. Yep. Like, but Bad Boys 4, uh-uh, no, Will Smith, how dare and he? And Jada had the audacity to say something? Yeah. Hey. Of course she did. Hey. It's always about her, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they probably asked, asked her. Well, and... But you could do something about it and just stay radio silent about the situation. You could go Switzerland and I just mean, be neutral. Isn't yeah. she on the table? What's the roundtable show called? I mean, she's got That's a, her show. Yeah, exactly. So she can't stay away. 
Take a break. Yeah, take take a break. break. Yeah. It's too soon. Hey, kick your feet up. Maybe uh, let things smooth over a little bit. Take care of Will Smith, maybe, because he's getting all the blow for defending you. He's putting on weight. He's down in the basement. I'm really glad. I'm really glad though that he resigned from the academy and uh, he joins a club that includes like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> if you're weighing like Harvey Weinstein bad or Will Smith bad, I'm riding with Will Smith all the uh, all the time. Who or what in sports are we not hearing enough about right now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. But for whatever reason, it is like pulling teeth, pulling teeth to hear about the Heat. Uh, for whatever reason, they're they're just not flashy enough. But the Lakers, <sighs> what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Russ, LeBron, AD, Vogel, is he fired? Magic Johnson talked. Oh, what's going to happen next year? Can they keep LeBron around? Are they going to win a title next year? Are they going to be back? Who did they sign? Oh, why didn't they keep Alex Caruso? Oh, why isn't DeMar DeRozan on the Lakers? LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. That's all you hear about is that. Meanwhile, they're not going to be in the playoffs. They're a distant memory at this point. Huge flop. Who cares? Who cares? cares and wouldn't it be hilarious if the Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving look at me Kyrie Irving look 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 I'm not going to get the shot oh it's about me I'm a victim blah 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 if the Nets get somehow knocked out in the play-in and don't even make it to face the heat I, I think it's a problem because the only question that they're asking about the heat is are they legitimate threat are they legitimate threat? what more do they have to prove see but it, but it's it, not that's not even fair to ask. But, but, it, but it, it becomes super fair when you realize that they have the same odds to win the title that the memphis grizzlies do the odds are the same mm-hmm. and well we love jaw so uh we're gonna we're, we'll pump up memphis but those and, are like yeah of course but those are vegas odds makers it's like this is the chance that he'd have to win the same as the grizzlies when brooklyn's sitting at the third the third lowest odds like to win so that's the question. That's the only one you can ask. Are they a legitimate threat? But that's insane because they're the top seed in the East, so of course they are. That's not even a question. The only time you hear Duh. about the Heat in these in these studio shows, Jeanette, is um, does any do the Heat really want the Nets? Um, yeah, sure. But that's the only time you hear about the Heat. Do they really want the Nets? And that's been for the mean? last like two months. Or oh, are the Heat crumbling? <laughs> and that's it. That's it. Not, wow, Tyler Hero is sixth man of the year. Oh, Bam Adebayo should be defensive player of the year. This is why the heat rotation is dangerous. This is why they have the best depth. This is what Victor Oladipo means when he's part of the playoff rotation. Max Struess. Nothing. Nothing. Max Struess. Max Struess putting LaMelo Ball on his backside last night with a jab step. I mean, come on now. But then there's also, down here in South Florida, and I get it's hockey, but the Florida Panthers are having the single best regular season of any single pro team in the history of, of, of pro sports in South Florida. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, They're unbeatable. They are unbeatable. They've won 14 of 16, two of their last three games. They've erased a four-goal deficit and have won 7-6 in overtime. This is the best season in Panthers history. They are sailing towards the overall best record in the NHL. We're about to have a spring down here where the Heat are the top seed in the Eastern Conference and the Panthers are the top seed in the Eastern Conference. And you hear nary a blip about that. But once the playoffs get going, I bet down here, oh, man, I've been following the Panthers all season long. This is fun. Oh, I Force. can't wait for them to compete for a Stanley Cup. This is what I've been waiting for for such a long time. They finally realized their potential. Oh, shut up. No, you didn't. But it is time to put up in the playoffs. Like, we have to show up or else we will continue to not get spoken about. Yeah. Like, that'll be a big problem. And it'll be the easy narrative put on us. But I'm also, you know, at some point acknowledge the whole damn thing. Okay? Like, there are, there are plenty of things to focus on other than the Lakers. Now, Tiger's Tiger. 
he sort of spans and transcends all different borders of sports fandom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this story is remarkable. So I don't think we're talking too much about Tiger. You have to talk about Tiger because he is a seminal player in, in sports and a face of sports. He's an institution. But this whole Lakers, this Nets, this whole nonsense NBA discussion or, oh, like last week, didn't we force the Patriots into a discussion? The Dolphins went out and had an incredible offseason, mm-hmm. right? And sure enough, what do we do the week after Tyreek Hill gets signed by the Dolphins? ESPN has to counter with a, oh, well, this is why the Patriots are well-positioned. Mike Tannenbaum, this is why the Patriots are going to the playoffs. I mean, come on. Not everything has to be about the Northeast. Nope. It's, it's infuriating. Just ramming the Patriots in there because you need to get your, your right amount of Belichick in there. You can't, never mind the fact that the, the Patriots have had a lame offseason. Oh, we got to talk about Belichick. Uh, we, even though they haven't been the same since Tom Brady left, we got to talk about Belichick. Yeah, the Dolphins make one move, and then the discussion is who's better, Mac or Tua? Uh-huh. We, didn't, like, we didn't need that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we just hyperventilate over ourselves. Oh, what's Belichick doing? What's Bill doing? He's so much smarter than everybody else. Devontae Parker. That created a whole conversation. I mean, my God. What is Devontae Parker going to do to this vaunted Patriots offense? Stop. The Dolphins have the fastest offense in the history of the league. Uh, Joe is in Jupiter. Joe's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Joe? Good today. First of all, go Tiger. You know how I feel about him. I cannot wait. Damn right. For this weekend with him. Uh, can you hear me? I hear you just fine, buddy. All right, cool. I can. All right. Well, what we're not talking about, I don't think. Who who beat the defending NBA champions last Sunday afternoon? Full strength, both teams. Uh, Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks did. Let me take you back to 2011. I'm not saying it's going to happen again. Nobody expected us to do anything, and we didn't have Luca. We had Dirk. We we destroyed. The Lakers in round two, we swept them. Nobody gave us a chance. We almost swept the Thunder in, in the Western Conference Finals. And then, of course, you know what happened in my with the Miami Heat against LeBron, Chris mm-hmm. Bosh, mm-hmm. and Dwayne Wade. I of course, recall. that's 10 years ago. That's the last time we've had anything. But I wouldn't count them out. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. wouldn't count them out. You can't with Luka. You absolutely can't. But don't worry. Um, what if the Lakers kept Alex Caruso? What if, right, Jeanette? Why don't they have DeMar DeRozan? What, what is going on? Like, you've got Magic Johnson on first Such take. Such a stretch. Trash-talking the Lakers. Meanwhile, the world's just passing us by, but we're focused on the, the purple and gold, the, the 11th place purple and gold out in L.A. Does Vogel have a job next season? I mean, come on. One of the teams is going to win a big game, and we're going to see pictures of LeBron on, like, a yacht. Or, or them hanging out like on vacation. like That's what's going to take a spot for somebody winning a playoff game. Right? And then the conversation is LeBron not focusing enough about basketball. Well, well here's what's going to happen in the playoffs. Like LeBron will be tweeting about the playoffs. Yes. Like, oh, what did LeBron say? What does that mean? Because you know he is now past year four with the Lakers. And he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't last more than four it's years any place he's been. Somewhere. This is his time. So we're going to look into all of his social media posts and we're going to Da Vinci code it and try and connect the dots. What is this? This punctuation mark ja, mean. a problem. What does this photo mean? 
what does that hand sign mean? What does the fire emoji mean? He's coming uh-huh. back to the heat? Right, right. <laughs> LeBron, he, that shirt he's wearing, what does it mean? That's all we're going to do with LeBron in this offseason. Who or what in sports are we not hearing enough about right now? In a world of the Lakers and of Tiger, what's getting lost in the mix? Is it the heat? Because, Jesus, could we start talking about them uh, outside of, uh, ooh, do they want to play the Nets in the first round? Maybe it's the Panthers. They're having arguably the best regular season in South Florida sports history. Anything. Who or what in sports are we not hearing enough about right now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV. 106.3, and we are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 22 years of doing it. This is your path to the sports industry. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Title sponsor at Ken Levick Alive. And uh, with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, there are professors who are in the sports industry who are passing along firsthand knowledge. The relationships with sports organizations in South Florida and across the country, able to work with these teams, with these organizations, and be able to acquire the knowledge that's going to help you get into the sports industry. Working in sports, it's what a lot of people want to do, but they don't realize it. They aren't able to achieve that. Well, this is the way you achieve it. This is how you reach that goal. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Who or what in sports are we not hearing enough about right now? And... Tomorrow, how are you going to be consuming the Masters? What's your plan? Maybe you get away with it for the NCAA tournament, but now just a couple of weeks after blowing off work, how do you get away with catching the Masters tomorrow? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Who or what in sports we're not hearing enough about right now? Just constant bloviating about the Lakers. People, they're dead. It's a done deal. LeBron, out. Russ, out. AD, made of glass. Ciao. Frank Vogel, fired. Bye. The Lakers are done. Time to stop talking about them. The Heat, tops in the East. Title favorites. Time to start focusing on that. How about that? Oh, Ken, there's too much Tiger. Well, there's no such thing. So that's not an option. You're going to hear a lot about them. Now, if we're talking about Tiger in like three and a half weeks, all right, that's maybe a little bit too much. But just believe me. On Monday, if Tiger wins Sunday, Monday is going to be so over the top, it's going to be party horns. Why don't we just come on vacation with you? Do the show from wherever you're going on vacay. I'm not going anywhere on vacay. I'm just staying home for a couple of days to chill. Like a staycation. Like a homecation. Mm. Wait. Mm-hmm. So don't call it a vacation then. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm taking vacation days. But, but- you're going to essentially be doing nothing. Yeah. I'm going to sit on my ass. That's actually a lot of fun sometimes. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. So as soon as the kids go off to school, it's just uh, it's just Papa hanging out at the house. Unless Tiger wins Sunday. Are you going to start drinking? 
Uh, at a reasonable time. Not what, like define reasonable. Well, brunch. Brunch starts at 11. <laughs> I love I love how those in Jeanette's generation, uh, their time is not a factor when it comes to when do you start drinking because they just use brunch as the excuse. It's not an excuse. It's a fact. There's no such thing as drinking too early because, oh, brunch, which means they can get away. That's such a loose definition of when you can start drinking. It's not an excuse. It's not a loose definition. It's just a straight up fact. Uh, what time... What time does drinking start during brunch? What time does drinking start during brunch? Because I'm saying that there's still like a 10:30 time. Like that's that's a time where I feel okay about brunch drinking starting. Anything mm. before that is a little bit off. What time what time mm. does drinking start at quote unquote brunch? 8887603776 8887603776 And you could pregame for a brunch too. If you want to start earlier. You can't pregame for a brunch if you're already drinking in the morning. You can drink something while you're getting ready for brunch, absolutely. <laughs> that that is if you're on a budget. That is you trying no, to that save is me 100 bucks. On a budget. No, no, yeah. I've done it for both reasons. I've done it because I'm broke and also just because I'm a little getting, I'm getting ready. I want to start feeling a little I want to start feeling pretty good about myself before I go to brunch. So, I've done it for both reasons. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. So, okay. Okay. What is your time? What is your, what would you say is the average Jeanette brunch drinking time that okay. it can start? This is where the drinking starts. We need to define this Jeanette a little more. All right. Wait, wait. There's different personalities of Jeanette for there's brunch? There's different brunch personalities. Absolutely. Oh Am I on vacation? Okay. Or no, 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 no. am I in Delray? No, no, no. no. Or you're, no, you're just in like Delray. You're just in Delray. Okay. This is like just regular weekend Jeanette. Regular weekend Jeanette. She can start drinking around 10 o'clock for brunch because she's getting ready. She's getting ready. She's starting to look good, starting to feel good. I do appreciate the uh, the third person and reference as well. if she's Ubering, uh-huh. game over. She's definitely <laughs> drinking at 10 a.m. So 10 a.m. is the brunch time. All right. So my drinking for brunch, like 1030. I won't do before 1030, even if I'm just sitting in my boxers by myself in my home Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, now, Stone, Stone's the one who brought up the, well, maybe there's pregaming, maybe there's pregaming involved. What is your normal brunch start time? I mean, I'm, I've never even fathomed or thought about pregaming brunch. Oh. So I'm, I'm average. I'm normal here. I, I noon. Get on my level. Noon. Noon. Noon? I can't, Ew! I can't, that's so late for I, lunch. I can't put it. I can't. I'm already like four mimosas deep. I, I like how that was met with an ew from Jeanette. <laughs> Mentioning noon is a brunch d- drinking time. It's the most average time. Drew an ew from Jeanette. She <laughs> was so late. Absolutely mortified by that response. I'm 1030. I'll go 1030, but I also don't brunch a lot. So for me, it's like a special thing. It's a twice a year thing. Whereas Jeanette, uh, you really don't have much tying you down. Like you're a wild free spirit. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not married, no kids, nope. anything like that. Don't like, want them. My wife and I would go brunch every weekend if it wasn't for the fact that we have a five-year-old and a four-year-old. You're not going to go 10.30 brunch time, drink time you with just... a five-year-old and a four-year-old and and you're cutting up like the, what's the um, what's the the egg on top of the English muffin? Eggs Benedict? Yes, thank you. Eggs Benedict. Yes, you're not, you're not doing that with a five-year-old and a four-year-old. And actually, my dog wins too because what I do is I drop Charles Barkley II, the name of my dog, drop him off at daycare, and then he's the one that keeps me responsible because I have to go pick up my dog before 5 o'clock. There is nobody more Del Rey in 
Palm Beach County than Jeanette. Doggy dare care drop off into brunch time where drinks start at 10 a.m. Like your friends are ready to get over the top and you're like, guys, I got to go. <laughs> yeah, I got to pick up my dog from daycare. I, 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 exactly. It's what, responsible. What is the proper brunch drink start time? I say 1030. I could do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I could, but I'm not going to do it before 1030. That just doesn't feel right. Jeanette says not 10 a.m. And Stone said noon. Ew. What is the proper time to start drinking at brunch? 888 888- 760-3776-888-760-3776. Leo is in Riviera Beach. Leo's on Ken LeVick Alive. Hi, Leo. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, first thing I just want to say, uh, Jeanette's killing it at the host for the uh, Houston Astros. And so I just want to say I saw her this weekend, and she's doing a great job. Keep up the good work, Jeanette. Thank you, Leo. Awesome I, stuff. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, second, I say... Because UCF has had games in Ireland in the past, and the game against Penn State started at 9 a.m., so I'm going to go with 9 a.m. They were handing out shots after the score, and we were on Moses. So 9 a.m., I would say if you're not going to go with, like, a heavy drink, you could you could go something with the orange juice yes. or the tomato juice or yeah. whatever you like. 9 a.m., start the business day, start the day right. <laughs> start the business day. Start the business so, day, says Leo at 9 a.m. Leo brings up the good point, that the, the- the point of strategy. That uh-huh. is the beauty of the mimosa. <laughs> but game day is different. you got to uh, get going. Uh, absolutely. No, but please tell me the X's and O's, the strategy of the mimosa, Jeanette. The strategy of the mimosa is you got to wake up the liver a little bit. Like, you <laughs> might be up, you may be going, but your liver might be you like, got to get the liver not, juices flowing. Not right now, girl. Like, I on the same page as you. <laughs> so you start with as much, like, you start with, like, half glass full of OJ. That's when you're like getting to the groove. Right, of so things, you've okay? got a condition. It's like it's like if you get on the Peloton bike, you got to pedal for a little bit before you get into like the uh, the hit workout. I prefer mimosas over the Peloton bike, but sure, <laughs> okay. And then the warm up as we get into Stone's drinking time. I'm already drinking a champagne <laughs> glass full. I bring an eyedropper every time I go to brunch because I only allow the amount of OJ that fits into the eyedropper into my champagne glass oh my God. by noon specifically. I'm getting a headache And it's just still considered a mimosa because there's orange juice part of it. So there's brunch. And See, you look divine to hold. You dress up. Do not come to my brunch without looking like a diamond half. Oh, really? Oh, you dress up. Okay, so it's got to be a dime and a half. That's what, and what exactly for males is a dime and a half? Just wear like a nice, like short sleeve button down shirt. Okay. okay. No. Some slacks. Or what about thigh seats? Yeah, I was going to say, don't, we got the shorts handle. You don't got to tell us what to wear down there. We're good. <laughs> We're good. Y'all, y'all do what boy. you want. Just make sure it looks good. That's all I got to say. Uh, what is your brunch uh, drinking start time? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. And again, uh, I, uh, I, I, I'm taking a staycation where I'm just sitting in my house for three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, and uh, both of these two, these youngsters, Jeanette and Stone, hey, what time are you going to start drinking? I don't know, because it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and that's a little bit of a mind-you-know-what for me. Like, I can't necessarily start day drinking on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Oops. (laughs) When I'm on vacation, I'm out. Bye. Uh, Who or what in sports are we not hearing enough about right now? Uh, And Mike G says the Panthers. We're not hearing about the Panthers enough. Best record in the NHL. 
top seed in the East. They've won 14 of 16. They're on a tear right now. Beat the Maple Leafs last night. Down 5-1? They were down 5-1. to one. They scored five straight Oof. goals. They win in overtime 7-6. to six. They're ridiculous. There isn't a team in the NHL within 35 goals of them. Yeah, I, I was going to wow. mention, yeah, they just put the puck in the net more than anybody yeah. in the league. Now, they give up a lot of goals. Of course, but that's the style. They're so aggressive. Yeah, but they're fun. Even if you're not a hockey fan, if you dropped off uh, a bean from another part of the universe and they had no idea what hockey was or what earthlings were or what ice was and they watched that, they'd say with their like 16 eyes, that was fun as hell. Mm-hmm. I'm super glad I saw that. We're still going to blow up your planet. But I absolutely loved what I just saw. Like They're just fun. Mm-hmm. Super fun. I-, I will say, if you're not a hockey fan, just give them a chance. Just give them a chance. And, and New Yorkers are jealous of them. That's another reason. Another reason to support the Panthers because it's pissing off the Rangers and the Islanders fans. That's sort of why I'm really invested in the Panthers right now because it's so funny. To see New York hockey fans, you talk about, oh, we're the, we're the apex. We're, well, hockey is New York. They can't believe that the Panthers are dominating, and it's awesome. It's, I feel like that's New York fans in general. Every time New York, you, you see New York fans a little angry, like Knicks fans, I know you get, uh, you get Who? super excited. Who are the Knicks? They don't go to the playoffs, so they don't matter to me. Anytime you see New York fans a little upset, it's a little... You're horrible! <laughs> see a bing bang. <laughs> it's a little exciting for you. Um, but uh, uh, Elton tweets, we don't hear enough about how the Florida Panthers are frauds this year. This is what I'm talking about. I'm pretty sure he comes off as a, as a salty New York hockey fan. What? I mean, based off of what, Elton? There's, there's nothing to other than the fact that it drives them crazy that a Florida team is better than any New York team. I mean, They've right. got two of them, and the Panthers are better than both of them combined. The, I mean, the only thing you have is that we don't do this regularly, the Panthers, but still, they've shown time and time again this year that they're ready for the playoff. They're sick, man. They're sick. And are we going to spend a ton of time breaking down the Panthers? No. But am I going to gloat about them if they make a deep run in the playoffs? Uh, hell yeah. For I absolutely sure. am. Uh, Chris Bartels, my radio partner uh, for FAU football, he says we don't hear enough about F1. Formula One. Now, I would disagree about that to an extent because my timeline, my Twitter timeline every Sunday morning is more and more filled with Formula One stuff because of the Netflix documentary, Drive to Survive. People love F1 now. Is it still mainstream? Oh, no. But it's enough to piss people off saying, why is there Formula One tweets on my timeline? And that's how I know that it's made an impact. Not only that, but I know the news that Formula One's going to be racing on the Las Vegas Strip. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were talking about that. Well, they're down here in I, five weeks. I, mm-hmm. I was just about to say, I, I do a little work at Hard Rock Stadium, and they're building the track around. It is going to be massive. It's going to be beautiful. I think the cheapest ticket right now is like 800 bucks. Oh, yeah. No, when I... Um, what? I, yeah. I looked, for, I looked for when the lottery started. Uh, this was in November. They had the, the Miami Grand Prix uh, ticket lottery. And so I got logged on. And the cheapest ticket you could find, like seconds after they opened up tickets to the public, was like seven hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah. What? Oh mm-hmm. yeah. There's going to be. You, you think that that crypto dorks are annoying on social media? 
they're all going to be in one place at the Miami Open. All those crypto dudes, oh, yeah. they're going to just flock there. I got to find me F1. one for the race. Uh, but I want to go. It, might, it won't be hard. Yeah, it, it won't be hard, but also get in there so they can buy you stuff before the floor on crypto completely falls out and all of those people lose their money in their homes. Okay? Okay. Just do, do that quick because in two years, crypto is going to crash and burn. I just need them for the Formula One race. Okay, perfect. That's Excellent. all I need them for. Uh, what do we not hear enough about in sports right now? In a world of Lakers, what needs to be brought to the forefront? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. Also, what is the proper start time to drinking at brunch? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. What are we not talking enough about? Ed on Twitter says the Phillies lineup. Jeanette, you're our baseball insider since you did two and a half weeks as the in-game host for the Houston Let's Astros the ballpark at the Palm Beaches. What can we expect from the <laughs> Phillies lineup this year? The mascot's pretty cool. <laughs> Who's on the mound? How do you feel about Rice Hoskins? Cool. Kyle Schwarber? Nice. Rice Harper? Overrated. How about GT, uh, JT Real Muto? Uh, I think you put Real Muto. No, he's white. Oh, never mind then. Cool. And that is your Phillies update <laughs> here on Ken LaVica Live. But the baseball season legit starts tomorrow, and it's going up against Tiger. There's no match. No, it's uh, it's a sad state of affairs. Like I'll give it a, I'll give it a couple of peaks. Give it a couple of peaks tomorrow, a little baseball. But most of my attention is going to be on 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 Tiger. Ten thirty four tea time for Tiger tomorrow at Augusta. Uh, playing with uh, Joaquin Neiman and oh, Louis Oosthuizen tomorrow. 10.34. And I'm wondering, because here's what's going to happen tomorrow. He's going to be making the turn right around the time this show starts. What I realized is I'm screwed. Mm. Tomorrow's just going to be a distraction fest. No, we can give the people updates. We'll put it on right here. We'll have it on three, all the TVs. Yeah, but we can't give like a play-by-play. What we should do... And we need to pay attention to this. There needs to be some indicator of when Tiger birdies tomorrow. Oh, I got, I got that. Like we're going full fledged. We're going to go hole by hole update with Tiger, right? Can we talked about the Tiger Woods Legion, the the, the Twitter accounts yeah. that follow these guys? Oh my God! If you don't think that account is going to be, but I'm tweeting on us. every hit. I'm talking I about us though. But I, I will present. I mean, they'll be. Oh, he's in the rough. Oh, birdie! Like knock that, knock down a birdie. We're on it. Easy. I don't think we can legally do that. If we can give what the result of the hole was. I don't think we can give like a swing-by-swing breakdown, though. I'd prefer not to be sued. I love Tiger, but not enough to be sued I feel over like Tiger. you guys should have different sound effects for things that happen. Mm. Like a birdie's is a, a certain sound effect. An eagle's a certain sound effect. If you bogeys, you get this. You get like a fart noise. Something like that. I knew that we were going to somehow incorporate a fart noise into this. Yeah, of course. A bogey has to be a big old fart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just use that. Just take that from the audio and use that. <laughs> As, uh, as, our, as our fart noise. But I, I'm curious, for those of you that, and I know a lot of you now work from home, 
And I know a lot of you uh, drive. So that this isn't necessarily for you. Because if you're driving, you're going to have to pay attention to us. That's the thing. We're doing a service tomorrow, just at least giving the hole-by-hole hole breakdown of Tiger. So we'll do that. We'll do the results of every hole for Tiger. Um, uh, for those of you in delivery or, or anything like that. Now, those of you who work from home, you can turn it on. Whatever. But those of you who work in an office, how are you going to attempt to get away with watching Tiger tomorrow? What's your plan? What's your plan watching Tiger tomorrow when he tees off at 10.30? Because those who work in an office, there are some offices where, uh-uh, that's not allowed. I'm curious how you get around that. This applies to the NCAA tournament. Mm. This applies to Tiger. Mm. How do you get around that? How are you going to consume Tiger tomorrow if you're in an office working? 888-760-3776. You find a new job. <laughs> that person obviously doesn't care about you doesn't care about the important things that's going on in the world, has no respect for anything. It's a good point. Tiger Woods is playing and you're not allowed to watch it. You know, Find what? a new job. That's the only option you have. I just know that some places, some, some offices have a firewall and you can't access ESPN, you can't access ESPN+, Plus, anything like that. And then some offices, you don't get great service on your phone. And for some, that's by design. I think, first of all, if you're working at a place that has that blocks websites or anything, that's just a toxic environment in general. I, I agree. Well, my, um, I mean, I know plenty of people that work from home, including my wife, who there are companies that are tracking what websites you're on on your laptop and what time that you have to check in and check out. I mean, to me, I understand corporate productivity, but that's like big brother stuff. Oh, it's scary. I don't like that. That's not cool. That's not a way. Like, have some freedom. Like, you're still human. Like, as Not long, to get down the conversation, but to still. me, No, but to me, as long as work is getting done. But the, no work will be getting done. But no, if, no, no. But what I'm saying, just overall, just overall, if tasks are getting done, why should businesses care what time you're logged in and what time you're logged out? If you work a full-time job and every task on your plate is completed what else are they looking for? Busy work? Are you supposed to be scanning how to put together a report uh, when you're done with all of your other tasks? Like, why Why are corporations, if you're a boss, I want to know, if you're a boss who uses this hardware, why are you tracking the websites? Why are you tracking the login, logout time for your full-time employees if all of their tasks are being done? Why support menial work? Mm -hmm. I'm very fortunate that my remote nine to five job allows me obviously to do all these great things. Because you get your stuff done, man. A hundred percent. But if you work for a place that can't even allow you to watch Tiger Woods, whether it's online because it's blocked, got to do job. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's just, the only, it's the only like answer that I have for you. Pack up your stuff and get out and find something that works better for you. Yes. How, and the, you should have had the first sign would have been March Madness. Everybody watches March Madness day one. Yeah. And I'm just curious, how are you watching Tiger tomorrow? If you work in an office, especially one where the outside is forbidden, how are you watching Tiger tomorrow? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. When we return, we have plenty to do, including a serious discussion about Russell Wilson. We play a game called Corny or Not Corny. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.